random shit. I was in New York and I was like, I gotta listen to like all my old like New York albums and shit. So I totally listened to Nas Untitled. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, it's the name of the album. He wanted to call it Nigger, but the label wouldn't let him do it. Right. And then he called the shit. He had a song on there called Nigger. And he's like, fuck, what did he say Nigger was in his, in his, uh, like the acronym? The what acronym. It I don't remember. I can Google it for you if you Fuck. want me to. Oh, I had it and I fucking forgot it. Um, Fuck. Nas's. Fuck. What is it? Uh, N-I-double-G-E-R. We are much more. I, you know what? This is going to take a while. This is good. Yeah, I don't know. So moving on. No. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh God. We're gonna, gonna, we're gonna we're gonna hold for it. They say we in a double G I. Double G R. No, I'm gangster. Gotta eat rappers. No, I'm gangster. Gotta eat rappers. That's it. No, I'm gangster. Gotta eat rappers. Interesting. Just you know a random. Uh, random take today, guys. Sorry, I was, I was at a wedding today and I'm all drunk. So, uh, what's up, y'all? This is Tressie. This is Drunk Cedric. And this is Ben. We're <laughs> we, through the crate. <laughs> digging through cultural and current. Oh, and then we also have Randy in the room sitting in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we're through the crate, digging through cultural and current events through the hip hop lens. Let's get to it. We. So, uh, just an FYI, if you guys hear some difference in the audio, it's because we're in a different room, and we're we're kind of feeling this vibe over here. But uh, we're vibing out, yo, in this uh, dead this, fucking room, this quiet which is space. It's amazing. It's almost it's similar fucking to, lit. I feel like I'm damn near in the sunken place. Oh, I hope not. But I'm I'm allowing this uh, little way to stay on theme. This little something easy to elevate me. <laughs> yeah, something easy. Elevate me. We should try and get sponsored by. You get sponsored by fucking any alcohol, yo. Yo, for yo, real. alcohol sponsor me, bro. Yo, yo, alcohol. <laughs> yo, yo, you fucking fuel. How do you just my ask podcast. alcohol? Yo, alcohol. Let me get that. <laughs> Let me get that sponsor hey, though. Hey, hey, yo, organic alcohol. chemistry. Hey, fucking yo. sponsor me, bro. <laughs> oh god. Anyway. Anywho. Um. We're here. And we are some of us. Some are some queer. Are, yeah. Some of us. And uh, Some let's get to it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> exactly. Let's get to it. Um, so we have a couple things to talk to you guys about today. Um, let's just dive into music. Let's just dive right into that. Um, so there was two albums that in particular that we wanted to talk about today. First one we're going to talk about is by Flatbush Zombies. The Flatbush Zombies, which is a hip hop group out of uh, Flatbush, Brooklyn. Flatbush, which is a is neighborhood Brooklyn? in Brooklyn, Thank which you. is a neighborhood in New York. It's like, what the fuck? Why is New York? I'm sorry. Here we go. Why- Drug I'm sorry. go. Yeah, yeah. Why is New York so special in that their neighborhoods have neighborhoods? Well, Chicago's yeah. How? Name me one. Name me one neighborhood that has a neighborhood inside of it. Um, in, in Chicago, please. Little so, Village. Andersonville. Oh, okay, Andersonville. And so what's inside of go. Andersonville? No, 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 no. Andersonville is in... in Uptown. S- er, thank yeah, you. Uptown. Okay. Has... Anderson. No, that's a different... It's a different hood. No, no, the, Andersonville is a separate neighborhood. <laughs> I could say something else. It's like Wrigleyville. So funny. <laughs> and Wrigleyville is inside of what neighborhood? Lakeview. Yeah. Lakeview. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's one. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I was... I, I asked yeah. for a reason. No, I didn't. Did. I did. asked for a reason. I wanted to know. <laughs> no, it's but not like, good. It's confusing. It's confusing. It's confusing. It is. Because it it's like, in New York, you've got New York. You're like, all right, cool. I'm in New York City. Wait, right. where in New York are you? Brooklyn, Harlem, Queens, fucking... Okay, uh, I'm in Harlem. Brooklyn, where in Harlem? Where in Harlem are you? Oh, uh, or like, where in Brooklyn are you? You're in I don't. I, I have like, no, no idea. Queens has it too. Because yeah. I always thought like the rich part of New York was like Manhattan, and like, but the Harlem's dangerous there. one was. But Harlem. Harlem's there. I thought these it's were like the totally shit. different things. The same <laughs> shit, bro. Manhattan, Harlem are the same shit. Yikes. Well, <laughs> so flat. So I, I realized this, guys, because I literally just came back from New York, and uh, me and my wife went to the botanical gardens in Brooklyn, uh, which is on 
Flatbush Avenue. And guess what I turned on as soon as I got off the subway? Vacation in Hell. Hey! Vacation in Hell. Was and on that repeat. is... <laughs> exactly. And that's an album that we're going to be talking about today. So, um... Let's just give like a brief overview of the album, uh, what we thought, what our thoughts were, and all that good shit. Who wants to go first? I mean, fuck it, I'll go. So, uh, Flatbush Zombies, uh, their first record, I don't remember the name, excuse me, I'm not having my notes extremely accessible at the moment. However, um, I, I thought their first project was um, unique. Did you Did you listen to them a lot? I've never really listened I to them a lot. I've listened to them a lot, but I, I knew of them. I knew of them because of Joy Badass, really. Right. And the pro pro era thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so any extension of like Joy Badass to me was so dope. Anybody whose name he threw out, I was checking for just to see what they were about. Mm-hmm. And Flatbush was one of them. Um, and their shit was so out there. And like when I first heard them, was a little bit more when I was a little bit more in my druggy phase. Yeah. So I totally felt what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Like the, they were had songs about like sativa. They had a song called sativa back in the day. Um, uh, and some other shit like talking about a mushroom trip. They went on as a group together okay. and shit. So like they they were big. Like their first album was like a big like drug influenced record. Huh. Um, where they went off and did a bunch of drugs together, and it was like their experience through that. Yeah. And like their fans kind of sharing that with them. Um, mm-hmm. but then on the flip side. Um, the newer record was uh, a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? Like the the newer record was more or less them um, showing how they're like, how they're actually rappers. Um, like showing how they're artists and how they can make songs and put concepts together. Um, so this project I thought was their attempt at the mainstream while still giving their hardcore fans enough material to keep them interested. Might as well engineer. If that makes sense. Fuck it. If we got Randy sense. engineering our, our, hey, our episode. We today. got producer Randy in the building. What up? Producer bro? Randy. What up, bro? Anyway. Yo, my levels look low, bro. How my shit sound? Shut up. <laughs> anyway, he's gonna try he's gonna whatever sorry, there were some things happening in the background. But anyway, yeah, Randy's but, got us. But, but yeah. So 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 this one I feel like it's like, yo, this album is opposed to them just doing a bunch of drugs and hopping in the studio and recording right. about it. Was more, okay, we know what our fans like of us. Mm-hmm. We know what the mainstream is. Right. How can we kind of bridge that gap? Right. And so for me, this album for Flatbush was them bridging the gap between what will make our fans happy and what will appeal to more of the masses. This was not a sellout album. I don't want any of our listeners to think that I'm saying that Flatbush Zombies were selling out in this album. Right. It's not a sellout album. It is a, how can we appeal to more people in mm-hmm. this album? Right. So that's that That was my general um, view of, gist the, of it, yeah. the gist of the whole album. Like, they definitely okay. had their cuts that were more like hardcore Flatbush, like, whoa, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Well, they definitely had some songs where you could tell they worked hard on the hooks to try to make them sound more appealing to the masses, so... That's my general gist cool. of the record. Anyone else have any general thoughts, ideas, concepts? Concerns? It could be artistic development too, because if you're just, you know, if people are just really good at rapping and throwing verses on there, as you start making more albums, eventually you're gonna start becoming more musical, and then you know maybe some of these hooks come out of that growth. Exactly. So what he's saying is that. Not what he's saying. Sorry, I'm trying. I was like, somebody repeat what he says because he's not close enough to the mic. But <laughs> producer Randy took producer Ben's job. How's <laughs> producer Ben feel? <laughs> Actually, let's just go on a tangent real quick. No, it's it's good. Okay, cool. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But now he's saying that you know, basically, artist development, like that, the uh, artist will, you know, eventually start to develop a, a sound and become more musical. So, um, great input. I love it. Yeah. Uh, how'd you feel about the album, bro? Uh, yeah, it was it was good, and I hadn't I hadn't listened to them before. Mm-hmm. Okay. The only exposure I have, I think it was like, uh, Michi. One of the guys was yeah, on, Michi uh, Darko. He was on Freddie Gibbs' uh, Pinata. Okay. Like, oh, the yeah. uh, Madlib album. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, he's I think he's done a, a quite a few features for people because he's got such a unique voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you you hear it and you're like, 
oh that I know exactly who this person is. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the album has it has a very sophomore feel. Like it's it's um it it experiments, but it's still like solid in in the um, in like how the the songs come together and everything. Right. They're not they're not struggling for for bars and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's unique. Also, it is. Fine. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I was going to burp, but I thought it was going to come out and it didn't. Anyway, <laughs> no, I, I agree that it was unique. But uh, one thing I, I have to critique about is that it was way too long. There was 19 songs, I think, on it. And I'm not a fan of listening to music for that long, especially with how um, I want to say how meaty this project is. Like you have so much like sonically and lyrically, you guys, you have a, so much to digest that you give me so much. And like, sometimes that's like a good thing that you give me a lot. But like in this instance, I think it was too much for me. It was, uh, especially as a new fan, I guess you could say. Like if this is something that you wanted to appeal to the masses to as a new fan and you provide me such like, uh, like you basically just throwing this fucking pasta sauce on me. <laughs> Whatever, you know what I mean? I said meaty and it made me think of pasta sauce. But anyway, oh, nice. <laughs> um, but I think that that's what it was. But I but I did like the project. I think it was good. I just think that it was a, a little too long and um, it was a lot to take in. A lot. Um, I did like his, the song for uh, Sunshine or You Are My Sunshine uh, in, in, uh, uh, supportive or not in support, but in dedication to uh, ASAP Yams. Yeah, uh, you know. it was interesting, right? Like, right. It, it for me, it's like New York is so big, but the fact that the artists can kind of coalesce around a movement, mm-hmm. and the movement maybe being centered around a specific person. You know, it, he was the movement. Let it yeah. be ASAP ASAP Yams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, like he touched a lot of people. I was just gonna and, say and, that. Yeah, and. and these guys are young. Mm-hmm. Like, Flatbush, I didn't realize that these dudes are just now hitting... Like, there's a line in there where the dude said, I'm on my Michael Jordan yeah. year. I'm like, bro, you're only 23? Right. The fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, what have I done with my life? <laughs> Seriously. And you're on your Michael Jordan year, mm-hmm. and you're fucking damn near about to have a breakout project. Yeah. You know what but, I'm saying? I mean, like, we've, we've bought houses and stuff. We went the other way. How many houses do you think he could bought? I mean, I'm just saying that we went the other way. That's all I'm saying. Hey, <laughs> we no. may not have gone down the same route, but we, we're, we're doing okay but for I, ourselves. I'm not putting myself down. But fuck that. You know what I mean? I guess the point <laughs> I with that you. is is like someone only 23 and then being influenced by ASAP Yams who died years ago. That's says cool. a lot. Says a lot about ASAP Yams influence. Says a lot about just ASAP influence in New York in general. Yeah. Considering they're not even... Plug with ASAP. They're with Pro Era. It's a completely different crew. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it just says a lot about you know where New York rap is and where East Coast rap is and how influential a lot of those guys right. are to each other, mm-hmm. which I think is good because it's like you need more of that camaraderie to get pushed up to that next level. You know, probably uh, yeah. we were talking about before, like how Atlanta is where they are now because everybody works together. You know, well, there was I think more that's... of that back yeah. in the day. Right, New York could be. I think that's one of the Much things that, they that they, they've been saying about New York rap is that people aren't coming together to make songs and aren't collaborative enough and blah, blah, blah. But we've had people like ASAP, Flatbush, uh, and I mean, ASAP, Mob, and um, Pro Era that have always been tight. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Um, and there are features on here, but. Yeah. For the most part, they're not like right. struggling to, to make it fit. Right. And it's not like this is the uh these are the new hot hot people. Mm-hmm. So they just exactly. throw them on it. You're right. Uh there there were a couple that I liked in particular. Uh Real Girls with Bun B. Yeah, that, that was a good dude, one. Bun B. Yeah. yeah, he came through on that. Bun yeah. B, dude. He came like, through yeah, on that. For real. But like if you looked at these kids you wouldn't expect a feature like that. Mm-hmm. But it came through and it was great. Yeah. I thought one of the more unique songs was uh Ask Courtney. That was different. Huh. I had Portugal the man. Hmm. So, I, mean, I can't remember that one. Uh, Again, too long of a project. <laughs> but <laughs> oh. um, I, and I, I have a, I have the counter. The, uh-huh. uh, which one was it? Oh, facts with Jada Kiss. Yeah, I did not like that. I didn't. I didn't mind it. It was very New York. I thought it kind of dragged. It was so New York. 
so I so this fact <laughs> song happened. So I this I told you I was listening to this album when I was like going to my hotel mm-hmm. in New York. The fact song came on like right when we hit traffic. So right when the traffic hit, I hear Jada kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and I'm like, yes. that I'm was like, legit. That was a like, legit <laughs> fucking Jadakiss like, sound. I'm like, oh shit, I'm in for some shit. And so I was just happy to hear like Jadakiss while I'm in a in a taxi, like in New mm-hmm. York. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It felt like it felt like it I felt was. Good. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I mean, I, I mean. I I, I didn't mind the song. I, I thought the song it. was good. I didn't hate it. It was it wasn't it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't like the greatest song on the album. Yeah, you know, I'm Headstones just, was probably my favorite just because it's, it's I love really yeah. And then, I love that beat though. I, that beat is super New York to me. How about Vacation? Fucking Joy Badass. Guys. I need a seriously. Oh, we that was just, so good. We were vacation. just talking about Joey like yeah. a motherfucker, right? And yeah. he comes and delivers this hard ass fucking verse. Yeah. With these other three New York cats who each deliver Equally. their own hard ass verses. Equally. It's like Yeah. Vacation was dope. Yeah. What was that one song that was like, it's amazing. <laughs> and it's amazing. Vacation. That is? Yeah. No, it's not, is it? It's vacation. It's oh vacation. You, fuck. It is. Well, I hate that course. <laughs> oh contradiction. Yeah, well that's whatever. Yeah. Did you guys have anything else on this album? Uh well, you know, um, I, I'm always going back to like what we started the year with, listening to like Migos. Mm-hmm. That was a, that was a case where we had three rappers on, and it was a long album, dragged, mm-hmm. and they were very formulaic with the songs. Mm-hmm. I think that this album skips some of that because there's there's more of a unique sense of like how they're gonna put together the songs. There are songs that have, well, they're just not like leaning on on hooks and mm-hmm. catchy things as like in the same way like they have songs that are catchy but it's not like uh you know they were just shopping this thing because mm-hmm. they know they had to rely on that and not lyrics uh it is it is kind of long album i think that what i would have done after listening to your comment mm-hmm. i probably would have cut like five songs from this and released a right ep I mean, exactly yeah because uh, that's the thing I was actually like and that's what your comment just made me think look at us just helping each other out with ideas um, but your comment just made me think of it I'm looking at the song list and everything almost uh, half of the songs are over about over three to four, three and a half minutes which means they have three people that need to get on there and do their thing on the on the on the track which kind of sucks because you are not only do you have 19 tracks, but you have 19 tracks of predominantly over three to four minutes. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a song trapped that's five minutes and 15 seconds. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's so much. So I would definitely agree with you on the, on the whole like EP thing. So, but like something I noticed overall with these guys is even on the tracks where they were trying to sound more mainstream or more commercial, uh, like, uh, M. Bison or like Big Shrimp or something. Like, uh, even those tracks where they're like, okay, let's make a, a mainstream sound of rap song, they, they're still way more interesting in their their wordplay and in the words that they choose to to, 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 to to describe things than normal rappers that are 23 or 24 years old mm-hmm. right now. Like, just, I mean, just their word choice. It's more, it's interesting. Like it, it makes you think. It paints a more colorful picture, yeah, than just the same like Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I mean, not to shit, you know what I'm saying, but ju- ju- just just to like, you know, rappers who just use really simple, basic words. Like their their they're, word they're, choice is a little bit more varied than than most in their in their class, in right, their, or right. in their age group. So right, I, and that's what I appreciate them pulling out that good old thesaurus. Yay! And, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or Des- reading, describing things a little bit more differently than the average. Yeah. Character, you know. Maybe it's, they're it's, well read. You know what I mean? I hope so. it. It, it they sounds are, like it. Though. It sounds like they are. You know, you know like, what I mean? I have to believe that they are because. Yeah. They wouldn't say things the way they say them if they were unless weren't. they weren't well-read or at least well-versed in, in hip-hop lyrics. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're from fucking New York, so they were raised on Nas and Biggie and shit. So. Hence the so- song Headstones. They were hey, able to make a whole song hey. about it. So. Shout out to Flat- Flatbush Zombies. Y'all made a great project. Uh, just next time, try and release like, a separate EP with less songs. 
All right. Uh, next project that we have on the motherfucking agenda <laughs> is an awesome project. Um, I'm just gonna put it out there like Shy that. Shy town. Shy town. Shy town. Shy town. Shy town. Shy town. Have you have you guys heard that song by Four? She wanna fuck with a nigga from Shy Town. Shy Town. Sure, sounds good. He's 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 part of Private Sock. Oh. So anyway, that song. I mean. It's not a bad song, but that part, it just goes on too much. I feel like they could have cut out a couple shy towns. But anyway, <laughs> um, where are you going? Yes, with this? where are you going? Uh, Saba, care for me. He hey. put out a project, and this project. Um, Who is Saba? Saba is part of Pivot Gang. I don't know what is yeah, it. Pivot, Pivot is it? Gang. Yeah, Pivot Gang. Uh, he is also uh, affiliated with Chance the Rapper and all that like save money type of stuff. Um, he, um, also has a studio here, I think, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, he does record. Yes. Here. Yes, he does. Uh, but anyway, uh, he put out a project that was phenomenal. I'm just going to go ahead and start out, start it off with that. The project's called Care For Me. Uh, if you have not listened to it yet, uh, shoot yourself in the fucking foot because you are missing out on some great music. But if you shoot yourself in the foot... You might not be able to pay attention to music, so why don't you so just slap yourself? Enough. Yeah, you can, but you might not pay attention to the music right then because if you're you like, "Fuck!" In the foot, I shot myself in the foot. Probably not going to work, which means you'll probably have a little bit more free time at home to listen to music. True, but all right, fuck it. I'll let you guys. Get anyway, with so that one. <laughs> so this Saba project, guys, um, in the contrary to Flatbush Zombies, is only ten tracks long. Yeah, um, ten concise. What's the word? Kurt? Mm. Kurt? I think so. Right word, I think? Kurt, like short. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, songs. To the point. God damn, it's good. Like, and it's like. Amazing. And, and so when I say it's good. And we're not just saying this because of the studio bias. Like, this is. No, 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 good. no, 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 no. I'd no, tell no, you no. if there's some sh- whack shit coming out of Saba's nah, office, bro. but no. Nah. There is some whack. There's one song on here I'm not a fan All of. All right, we'll, we'll wait, get to wait. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but oh, I understand why the song is in here. But uh, uh, anyway, well, I'll get to it in a second. But yeah. overall, um, this project is pretty phenomenal. Like um, it's very rare in 2018 when you have a rapper, and I'm saying specifically a rapper because there's tons of musicians out there that do this um, in different genres of music. But in rap, it's very rare to have someone who has their fingers not just on the writing of the lyrics, the writing of the melodies, the arrangement of the um, of the features, um, and also the arrangement of of the actual production. But like when all of those things come together in, in one, having like one person be like yes, yes, no, yes, no, no, yes, no, it makes a huge difference, and you can hear that difference in this project, like. This is one of those projects where you can hear, like, yo, I want this person to sing on my hook. Mm-hmm. They're not just going to fucking email me their fucking hook. Like, they're going to be in the studio. We're going to record this shit. Okay, I like what you did there. I'm going to have my fucking bassist re-record his bass part to fit what you just sang and then build it into the whole shit. Like, you can you can tell that there was time and there was re-recording and there was, like, practice in the actual performances hmm. in this project as a whole, um, on each and individual track, you know, each every feature, like every single line he puts in, it's like it was matched to the music damn near to a T. So I, I appreciate the effort and the time that was put in this project. I have no inside knowledge on knowing how this shit was recorded. I was about to ask you that. <laughs> I don't. I honestly don't. But it don't, feels like that. But I can. That's I how it can, feels. I, I can hear it. Okay. I can hear it. So I, I, if Saba was sitting right here, he could probably co-sign like, yeah, we had this motherfucker come in for a weekend and record this part because I can, I can hear it. Like it's so, it's so different. Yeah. It's so different. I, I can, I can understand that because uh, it's, this doesn't sound like he's trying to hop on a wave or anything. It's, it's not like, oh, we got to just shop for the best beats mm-hmm. and whatever's mm-hmm. hot in the streets. Uh, so everything just feels authentic. I, I guess that's go. one of the yeah. things. It, it's a good word. There's certain parts that's like, who else like who else could have said these words? 
who else would have done this with this kind of music? And um, it's it's really great. It's it's unique and strong. I, I was thinking one thing about it that's funny is it's a. I look at it as a strong reflection of uh, where he is in life and where he's from. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, wow, this is so, like, right now. This mm-hmm. is, like, the time. And in a little way, I was, I was comparing it to the uh, Rich the Kid album. Right. Because that's, like, another one from a young person. And I think in certain ways, it, like, also kind of reflects the things that are going on at the time. But it's not, like specific to him like right you look at the features on that album it's got like kendrick lamar and chris brown okay and, and, like sway lee uh-huh. so it's like that's its own reflection of what's going on but it's just like so it's like two different sides like it's like the heads and tails of the sides of what's going on right now yeah interesting because yeah. this one is like this is saba's life he's telling yes. you like about you mean the There's album a... talks about like basically the last uh what two years i think so it focuses on that and uh, we should really get into the yeah. overarching thing, too. No, um, but I, I kind of agree with you because I think he even says it on the uh, in the, in the project. He says, you know, like uh, I forget what song it is, but he goes, you know, are they gonna was, are they gonna gray, right? it's gray? Like, are they gonna drop this because I'm telling my truth or whatever? Yeah. Like, right. I, yeah, I wrote down the line. He's got like the single. They probably the say one. that this is gonna be a demo or something. It's so gray. That's another thing. This man got melodies. This man has got yes. melodies for fucking days, and he's got flows for fucking days. I mean, we've heard some unreleased things from him, and his flows on that is just phenomenal. And then to hear this. And so I, I just want to throw this out there for everybody on some inside shit. At first I thought, you know, cause he was, he was featured on a very popular chance song, Angels. Yes. Which is a great song. Well, yeah, it's I a love great that song. song. Right from uh, Coloring Book. Yeah. Great video filmed on CTA. Oh, I smell a hot I'm, take. I'm so sorry if you were going to work Going home from work that day and you had to wait, but fucking Chance was filming. Get over it. On top right? of the CTA, yeah. Go ahead. But at first, when I heard this record, I was like, yo, he's totally taking Chance's flow. And then I was like, you know what? Chance probably took this motherfucker's flow. I don't hear Chance at all on this. I don't know. He hears he hears other people. He hears LA and he hears... I hear Chance. LA Vango. I don't hear. I, I, I hear Saba hear Vango, like um, and, in his and, on and his I own. I also hear kind of a a change for. But I've only really heard him do that. You didn't hear Chance do that on fucking Color Book. Yeah, I heard him do that. But I've he's but but Saba's done this on the bucket list. But I'm just saying. So who who's 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 who is it? Right, I know, and that's so why that I, said, I, I think I'm that's saying. probably why when I hear Saba, I only hear Saba. Okay. Because I don't I don't hear anybody else that's influenced by him. But maybe. how many people will know Saba? So I'm yeah, I'm trying to that's put true. it out there. It's kind of like the Travis not, Scott Kanye West thing. It's not just Saba. I'm saying like, you know, people who may have accompanied or said this flow might be Chance because Chance is more than a more notable artist or rapper. Chance doesn't even Chance really do that been, flow anymore though. He does though. He just goes. He everything has. is everything. Everything and is then, everything. I'm gonna talk right here. And then, and then I'm gonna do this. He, and then I'm gonna say, "Hey, so it, it's from Saba." <laughs> I'm just what messing I'm with you. Yeah, I got so you. So he he's influenced by, you know, his contemporaries. Mm-hmm. He's influenced by the people who are close to him. And Saba's one of them. And Saba's an extremely talented cat. Who's 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 uh, next to him? And it it kind of raises this thing that I I think I I commented on earlier in another episode. But what makes an artist stand out is not just their lyrics, their beats, but their voice. Yep. So that, to me, is one of the things that I think is going to keep Saba from being in the mainstream, is that his voice is just not super unique. What? Are you kidding me? I'm not. I have to disagree. I'm extremely serious. I have like to his, disagree. His, his, his singing voice, his rapping voice, the actual tone of his voice is not extremely unique. Um, not saying what he's doing with that voice is not unique. Not saying the words oh, he's okay. saying are so not just unique, his actual voice. But the actual tone of his voice Isn't... is not that unique. Right. I feel like Chance has a more unique yeah. tone. Even though him to and his, his brother voice. sound dead on each other. So, so if Taylor Chance probably is, is gonna have do, a hard time. So if Chance is to do 
a Saba style flow, it's going to sound be... way better, way more unique because mm-hmm. it's not just this. And that's the same reason why we are Kendrick fans over like a Big Sean fan. Not, I mean, that's a similar yeah. reason. I know that similar. we have other, you know what I mean? Similar, but because yeah, it's, it's Big it's, Sean is monotone versus you know, Kendrick can manipulate his voice. Unfortunately, and do you know, when it comes to making music where there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of people who are trying to do the same thing you're doing, mm-hmm. you may be the most unique motherfucker, but your voice sounds like another 12,000 people. Right. But then you might just have be a person who has this fucking 50 cent. You think 50 Cent is really that unique? His voice is just This motherfucker's unique. voice is dope as fuck. Like, you put his voice over a fucking Dr. Dre beat, and it sounds incredible, yeah, right. dude. Like, so your favorite rapper, it's not just what they say, it's how they say it. Right. <laughs> Look at you eating the chip with, like, a nice little sign-off there. I like that. I mean, <laughs> I, I think that there's there's some, some truth to that because... Uh, Saba's voice might not grab you the way it does some other people just because they we kind of really want to have something different when we're checking out something new but uh, you know I've seen a lot of the uh, talk about this album spread through word of mouth Mm -hmm. and you tell somebody like oh you should listen to this I think when people sit down and listen to it they're like oh this is this is really something Mm -hmm. and I think that some of that would get lost typically but it this it's such a personal project and then and hearing it from somebody telling you you need to listen to this like that kind of thing brings out what what he brings to the table right and i I guess that's why i almost argued with you in regards to like he does have a unique voice because i feel like the way that his melodies and things and the way that he he does do things to his voice on this album like to make himself sound different and he tries you know what i mean like he he works with his voice is what I'm saying, and I think, and I to me I can get past the fact that his voice may sound to other people be not as entertaining. Right, and so I I can get past it too. But like but me the main and you sh- are on some other right. level. Like we're, we're yeah. not looking at but this shit on the surface it? level. Right, I'm talking about the masses. But I'm, I'm saying not, this but... dude will never reach like commercial status. Unfor- unfortunately, unfortunately, I think he should. But unfortunately, I feel like that might be something that, that holds him might back. Might be something that holds That's him fine. back. Which I, is is I don't like to put those things on people, but yeah, I, I'm yeah. not. A, I, I don't like having to say that, but I'm okay with being honest about it because yeah. Yeah. he's so good. Like he's so good. I want to show him to more people, but like I know what people are gonna think when they listen to him, which is like I would still show about him. his voice, and I still do, and I still yeah. have, and I still will. Right. Because, goddammit, this record is so fucking good. Let's fucking get into it. So, I like... Okay, so it's very hard for me to pick a favorite song. But I can pick a song that I don't listen to very often. And it is Fighter. Which one is Fighter? Oh, you know... Fighter is a song... He he talks about fighting in the song, and it starts mm-hmm. off. Oh, that's the one for me too. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Yo yo, I it's just annoying. It's it starts off talking about. Um, <laughs> I know, I'm just like, there's it, nothing the whole time. But he, he starts off talking about like a, a fist fight that he got in, and like how it turned into him getting his his ass whooped, and then um, later it talks about other kind of fights like fighting with your girlfriend right. mm-hmm. fighting with family right. about your it's a great life, concept you know, for so. a song but it's it's just the not execution a execution is like the execution wasn't bad either it's just not a to me it's just not a song that I would I replay like it's it's the one song that like it fits within the the story it fits within the album it's I just I understand yeah I understand why it's on the album it's just it's just not a song I go back to the songs I go back to are everything life else. calligraphy everything smile Grave, log out. Sirens on the way. Yeah, but but I'm saying Ooh. like I just told you the ones that I go back to the oh. most, and I think bro, if you know sirens. those songs, yeah, sirens is on. Sirens is good. Like, are you fucking serious, bro? He's rubbing his face. Like when Cedric starts to rubbing his face, like you know that your fucking bro, song is that siren legit. shit. Yeah, and like the 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 tone of the song. I'm sorry, y'all. So the first song has a beat, and he's talking about some other shit. It's pretty right. good, and then it transitions. With the the same beat, but it like goes into halftime, and half the instruments come out, and like this random string accompaniment comes in, and then he starts singing about sirens on the way, 
and he's singing from a perspective of someone who literally just got murdered by the fucking police. Mm-hmm. And it's like, sirens are on the way. Like, they literally just killed me for looking like a suspect. And he's, AKA. And he, you mm-hmm. know, walking while being black. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so he's, he's like going through all this shit and it's, it's a powerful ass song. It's man. very and powerful. Like, and it, 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 it sets the tone for the whole record. But I think it's it's awesome that that song is accompanied by Busy because Busy is just like him like I'm having I'm having a busy day I'll get back to you like he's just like having a tough day and then all of a sudden this song Sirens because he's just in. like walking home it's like because that's what it's like yeah you know a lot of the shit in this album you know the the main theme of this album which we were talking about earlier was his cousin dying yes. You know, it's and and unfortunately, he mentions it in the album. It's like another fucking day in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Just some shit happens, right? So, busy. He's got all this shit going on in his life. He's leaving his busy day. He's walking on his way home, and fucking the sirens are going off, and he's scared as fuck, knowing he did nothing. He did nothing wrong. You hear sirens, and you're you're fearful because you're like fuck. Anything can happen right Anything now. Anything can happen. I could lose my life right now because. Fucking cops are coming. Mm-hmm. I know I didn't do shit, but I might fucking match the description. An unknown description of some random shit that may have happened an hour ago, fucking two miles away. Mm-hmm. But fuck, I'm the nigga here right now, so it might be me. And unfortunately, in that song, it was him. Right. And it's, you know, it's unfortunate, but it's the reality, you know, not just in Chicago, because there was definitely instances of police brutality that happened here in Chicago, but nationwide. Yeah, it's been happening. And then we move on to Broken Girls, which is an awesome song because... (laughs) Go ahead, Sid. Go ahead. Bruh, I'm sorry, man. This song, Broken Girls, is so real. Like, me and my dudes have had... Like, I'm I'm a little older than Saba right now, but when I was Saba's age, me and my dudes would have songs, type talks about this all the time like I love girls with daddy issues (laughs) I love girls who like have some baggage Hmm. as I gave him the motherfucking side eye nigga what you talking about so like explain like elaborate why if, if 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 it comes to a point where she has issues with her pops chances are those issues would translate into her being freaky deaky or like being ready to go or like just being fun. <laughs> yeah. Just generally being fun. And he took it a step further in exposing himself mm-hmm. and saying, I like broken girls because you know what? I'm, I'm fucking broken. broken. I'm broken too. I'm a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like piece of shit girls because I'm a piece of shit. And, and, and it was like, fuck, dude, you're right. I thought it was just because I was lazy. Right. But it's actually because I'm a piece of shit too. And I really like the way that he uh, he uh, described it, or like not even described, but like the way he put it out there musically on this track, like with like, I'm in love with broken girls. And then like him being like, really, I'm not that, uh, but really, I'm not like, and just keep saying, really, I'm really, I'm really, I'm because we always try and explain something. We always try and analyze something. So I say, I like broken girls, but, but I'm not broken, but, but I'm okay. But yeah, but really I'm like this, but really I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like the way that flow goes is really like, it it was, it seems like there was a lot of thought that went into this whole album. And again, the way the, the melodies that he's singing match the way the beat goes. It's like he hears it, music it, and he they were married. Yeah, it was married. And yeah, and the he, fact that he the, clearly went back. Yeah, and they clearly went back and rearranged and arranged things based oh, for on sure. how he wrote his vocals. And it was just I mean, if you I ever have to, I have to keep giving props for that, bro, like because not many people. Right. You know, will go back and adjust the music to the vocal melody that's written like mm-hmm. The beat's made. I'm just going to fucking put a voice on top of it and that's that. Like, no. He is like, this is my melody. Go back. We're going to change this one little phrase here. So when I hit this high note, I'm going to have the hi-hat clip here and I'm going to have a snare drop on my... And, you know, it's like, it, yeah. it's fucking... It's, it's, it's intricate. fucking sexy, bro. Yeah, like, it's he, intricate. He, they and... went down to every fucking bar and... 
Yeah. Fine. And that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's what who's, I was going to say. Day Day. So there was, three, there was three people that um, produced on this. On this, I want to say Day Day was the bulk of it. Yeah. Three people. So Day Day, um, Dowda? Um, there's Day Day. Sorry, who's that? I forget his name. I don't know his name. Let me. I have it up somewhere. Day Day, Dowd, and uh, Dowd. Dowd. Dowd and Saba. So there's the three of them that um, produced this whole project. It's, they, it's, so they, there's nobody outside. There's no. It's so they basically went to a cubby and fucking said, "This is how I'm feeling. This is how everything's gonna sound." You and when tell, and I also bro. listened to a interview with Sava, and he said on Sway in the Morning that like he tried to make something different, and this was the only thing that was coming out because this is the what like this is his truth, and that's what we keep saying. And then sonically, this whole album provides you with different things, like different feelings, even though it's not like like if you listen to Life. That that's that baseline that drops throughout the like the first few seconds of the song. You think it's probably going to be kind of dark, but then you when once the song starts to go into it, like it gives you a lot more like very um, airy or ambient like tones and and things that that help you feel a little bit better about the song. But then he hits you with that. Mama was a mixed of vodka with the sprite. Da 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 da. Like, and it hits you. You know what I'm saying? He brings you through an emotional. Sonically, you go. Everything. That's what I'm saying. Sonically, you you go through this emotional roller coaster, and that's just kind of what this this whole album is. If you don't mind. Um, fucking. I mean. And then we go back, and then we go into fighter. In fighter, we've already expressed what we. Oh, I'm sorry. Is, no, 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 no. I apologize. Is, which is probably one of my favorite songs. That that you know what? That like, was my favorite song. And so oh, I have to pause on this because I wanna say it's my favorite song, but then I also love fucking I like life calligraphy. I love, sirens, I love Log Out Gray. Girls. I love fucking Gray. I love Heaven All Around Me. Like, I love a lot of these tracks. There's only ten. And there's probably five that I can say are my favorite. So it's like, right. how, how can you have five? How is half songs of your album my favorite? Out of ten, it just it's just like it, it doesn't make sense, right? Um, We're standing out about this. I was gonna say something about the ninth track, prom. King. We're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're almost there. We're almost there. Trust me, that that's a big song. We're almost there. Um, mm-hmm. But calligraphy for me, being an ex, you know, re- uh, retired artist. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of those songs that you write before you perform. It's like it's one of those songs that you when you write it out on paper, you're like, hell yeah, this is like some Langston Hughes type shit. Like you write it out, and you're like, so I have calligraphy. A, I have a quick calligraphy, and then you have a fucking phrase calligraphy, and it's like a separate fucking line. Yeah, and you have all your fucking bars. And, and like I can, I, like when I heard this song, I saw it written you on paper. You pictured it. Yeah. I literally saw this shit written on paper and I thought Langston Hughes, like blue suede shoes. Like, I'm thinking, like, this I motherfucker right is like, now. go ahead. Like, Talk like, your shit, nigga. Like, he's, 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 he's laying this shit out for you. And it's, it's a fucking, and it made me think back. This motherfucker named the song Calligraphy. And while I'm listening to it, I'm picturing the song written on a piece of paper. I'm like, this son of a bitch. <laughs> He just threw his phone on the floor. This son of a bitch just did it. Like, he just did exactly what the song said he was doing to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so 100% props, bro. So the, I guess, I guess. The song is deep as fuck. Like, and, and, and. I got caught up. So this is what I was going to ask you guys earlier. Because awesome. for this song, I got <laughs> caught up. I got caught up in um, the music of it as I normally do as a quote unquote producer. I put myself in quotes because. I'm trying to get back into it. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I get caught up in like the 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 music of it, but then I I never really caught on to him saying like what the cal- calligraphy was, like you know, like what that what the what the significance of what that was. So and he's, I guess he's, that's... he's speaking on any issues he has, he writes them away. Write them away. Write them away. Write them away. Write them away. I just feel like I'm running away. Running, running away. away. Calligraphy. Yeah. So it's like he he's literally taking the issues that he has and he's writing them down. And that's how he gets past it. Mm-hmm. And so 
you know, this album in general, I know this is one of the topics we're going to hit a bit, a bit later, but it's it's about depression, right? It's about him not being right in his state of mind. Mm-hmm. And so the song calligraphy is really about him resetting and 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 allowing himself to recenter and 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 find his his okay, this is where I'm okay. This is where I'm comfortable. Right. Right. I have all these issues, but guess what? They're not going to affect me. I'm going to write them on a piece of paper. I'm going to write a song about it. I'm going to write it away. And it's done. Mm -hmm. Right? I have this song written about this ex-girlfriend that I had and how shitty she was. But you know what? It's no longer a part of me or in me or affecting me. Because I got this song now. It's written away. Calligraphy. Mm -hmm. Done. Got you. You know what I'm saying? And that was really the whole point of, of that song. And it's not just about a girl or about... You know, it's about a lot of shit, but it's it's the whole theme of I can just write these problems on a piece of paper. Push them away. Awesome. Thank you for kind of like Oh yeah, anytime. I know. And then we go to like Fighter, we've already talked about that. And then we go to Smile. Smile, I think was a nice uh break in in the in the sadness, I guess you can say, yeah. of the al- album. It was still a very good song. Um I like the chorus of that one. I won't go too deep on that one. Uh, then we go to Log Out. This song, I will have to admit, I did not like when I first heard it the first time. Ben sent it to the chat, and I was like, <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> but I love, but guess what? I love that shit now. That shit sounds dope. Uh, 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 I'm not a fan of Chance's uh, verse very much, but I mean, I understand what it means. I understand what he was trying to do, but... It just didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't hidden for me like Saba outshine chance on that song. Oh, for sure. Um, and then you go to Gray. Like I said earlier, I think. I'm sorry, did you guys have anything else you wanted to outshines. say about Logout? I feel like Saba outshine. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to your, your hot take. <laughs> hot take is, this album was better than any Chance album. All right. Why Why did you do that? I don't know. I just felt like, anyway, continue. What a fucking dick. Um, and then we go to Gray. Gray was another one. I think Gray. Damn, that's one of my favorites too. Fuck, they're so, all my favorites. To be honest, if I had to pick my top they're three, if I had to pick top three, it'd be Life, Calligraphy, and Gray. And I think it has to do with the music of it, of course, because I am obsessed uh, with sounds and soundscapes. Um, Fucking jazz influence on this yes, whole project. It's awesome. So the horns, the sax. But yeah, what I'm, but what I really, what I really appreciate is. <laughs> we got Eamon. Gang, gang, coming in. Hey, Eamon in the spot, yo. We're recording. We're just recording our podcast. We got Eamon coming in. Eamon just dropped this hot-ass, dope-ass hey. fucking video call. All right, segue, and segue, I stay segue. hydrated. Segue, segue, hey, segue. Go check it out. Where can you find that fucking video at? It's on YouTube. It's at that. Sheepman on ice. I, I, well, you, well, I'm just trying to give them your, your IG first, and then they can click on the link in your bio. Sheep Man Original on IG. There is on everything. Sheep Man. Sheep. S as in Sam. H E E P as in Paul. M A N. Original, motherfucker. And if you were not using the segues in our podcast, segways tangents. That's not a segue. That's a tangent. Because this is not segueing into anything. It's segueing into nothing. It's segueing into a tangent. That's a tangent, bro. We're just going to tangent us back into what we're segueing into originally. Like, let's go back to this, though. <laughs> Getting back to this. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> you come out here and you're like, whoa. But anyway, um, so we go to prime, uh, not prime, we go to Gray. And we, I, we all agree that we love the jazz influence throughout the whole album. But Gray is Gray like. Is, Gray is. The epitome of it. Of it, correct. Of that jazz shit. Exactly. Which. Which makes perfect sense, bro, just because of the tone of the song. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, like, it's sh- just shit's not black and white. Right. It's sometimes like, nothing's black gr- and white. Like, there's no there's good, always going to no be a gray bad. area. There's always that in between. And even with feelings mm-hmm. of, like, happiness and sadness. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, was a big piece of this song. It's like, I'm not just happy or sad. Like, there's shades of gray, bro. Like, yeah. I may not be sad, but I'm. I ain't. I ain't happy. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I ain't but, great. But 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 <laughs> speaking of that, the thing I like about this album is that, like, yes, it's it's very um, deep. It's very like all about like being 
uh, all about like what he went through, but he, he at least gives you glimmers of light with Smile or Heaven All Around Me. Heaven All Around Me was a really good song. Bro, um, I don't think that's a sad ass song too, though. But no. I think uh, well maybe I'm thinking about uh, it sonically was it was a it was, okay. a, it was it wasn't as dark as the others but lyrically it's lyrically son, is it's, it's dark sad. as fuck that's true that that you know what yeah I mean heaven all around me he's talking about fucking being dead true he's like I'm dead I'm looking around like okay there's no more struggles great I'm dead there's I guess I kind of took me like it's I guess it's I fucked I, up <laughs> but I guess I took that in a different way like there's heaven all around me meaning like I don't have to deal with that anymore like the struggles or anything like I, I there's heaven all around maybe that's yeah, um, a positive thing yeah I and I feel like you guys are, are really great in thinking that it was the it, I feel like it was his positive take on a negative situation on him losing his friend. Which is why, I, exactly, which I, is why I, I thought it was a very positive, like, I thought it was a positive song. But I guess, I mean, it can be taken, interpreted differently. But uh, the one song I actually wanted to really get to, because this song, I think, is the epitome of the whole album. Uh, it kind of gives you backstory on what the album was, why he had to write this album. Um, and it's a song called Prom Slash King. And... In the first part of it, he's telling you about his cousin, John, how he never really knew him, how he was very skeptical of him, and then decided, you know what, I guess I'll start to get to know him. He needed a prom date. His cousin gave him a prom date. I mean, it's a very, uh, like, hmm? Just reading the lyrics that yeah. can have it all around me, it's sad as fuck. Um, yeah, Walter. Um, well, John Walt. I think is is his name, can, but John Walt actually has no pain, but I can see the stars. Are you are you still on heaven all around me? Because we've 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 moved on. I know. We we got. I'm sorry, guys. Continue. So um, <laughs> but yeah. So I wanted to get to this because we have him talking in, in, about like how he met this man because this is his cousin. This is blood, and his blood comes like they they meet each other. They become super close they become best friends and then he talks about how his career starts to flourish and how it becomes something bigger than than what they expected and he brings this cousin on uh, 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 along with him for the ride kind of sort of like the, he's like yo my cousin he had my back all the way back then i'm gonna bring him with me and then all of a sudden something happens when he's trying to record bucket bucket lids and another thing that i like is that he left left it open-ended too so if you're a, a a new fan to Saba, you're not really sure what happened to John Walt or Walter, his cousin. You're not sure what's going on, but you understand that like this whole album is dedicated to this man. Definitely and, feels that way, yeah. And what's interesting is that the whole theme, as as we said before, was this whole album had had a depressing vibe. But to me, there was also like a light at the end of, tu end of the tunnel because he's talking about his feelings. He's getting them out there. This is a, this is a form of therapy. Everyone always says that music is a form of therapy. And I really like the fact that he was dropping something that was so truthful to himself uh, and ex explaining things in a way that we can all understand it, but also providing great sonics and everything around it it was just a very interesting thing that made me start thinking about hip-hop and, de and depression in hip-hop and how we have a lot of people that go through things like this and every artist if you ever watch an interview they always say like this music is my therapy like I like to get off whatever I need to get off my chest I get to do it through this and I think it's very um telling because music is a universal la language and we always want to tell people what we're going through but we don't want to tell people what we're going through you know what I mean? So, so music I mean, is that outlet. I definitely feel that. Like with with hip hop, it allows, it gives you that venue to uh, talk about your problems. And depending on how talented you are, talk about your problems directly, but extremely indirectly. Or in a very interesting way. In a way that it makes people continue to come back and be like, you know what, that's awesome. Like, or it, like it grabs people in a, in a way that, that grabs someone to be like, I've experienced that, or I've have lived through something sim similar to that. And I think that that is, it's very, very refreshing to hear something like that from somebody so young. Well, yeah. I mean, even, you know, you're, and also take... kind of dis disheartening, like 
you're so young. Like, it but you've sucks. seen all this shit, you know, which is a reality that we're living in. Exactly. But it's you know, even you know, your initial take on heaven on around me is being mm-hmm. positive, and it's like, it's a sad ass song, right? But the, his ability to to paint a really sad picture and, and make, make it, it still sound, make it beautiful, like you said, right? Mm-hmm. Is 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 a talent, mm-hmm. and it's part of. I think what makes it therapeutic for him, you know, I mm-hmm. mean, he says some shit like yelling at my brother, like, I know that I'm here, regardless, regardless of how loud they don't hear. Walking through the crowd, they shed tears. I know I did not disappear, right? Like, bro, you're gone, you're dead. They don't hear you. But you wish that they did, and they're fucking crying for you. But like, the fact that he can paint a picture like that for you in a song and make it sound so uplifting and make it feel so like positive and, and um, motivating to me is is really special because I mean there's so many artists who could who could who could write about like you said depression um, in a way that's either very like directive um, but make you feel that depression, you know? Like, yeah. shit, we were just talking about it earlier. Like, you fucking listen to it one time, and you're like, I completely missed the fact that this was about his fucking dead cousin. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, like, that to me is good. Like, I don't think that's a shame on No, I don't think so either. Like, either. if anything, I think that's a big ups. That he and, can and make that an album say, about right. his fucking dead cousin, and motherfuckers listen to the album and just be like, yo, this shit knocks. Right. It's yeah. like, I, yeah. I think the one thing about how he approached the whole thing is he, he wanted to make good music. So even though he wants to like honor the memory and talk about his struggles, he he does it with the 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 whole process of making music first. So a story may not come across directly, but he's gonna express how it feels. Right, and I think that that goes back to what I I think what he said in his interview is that like he tried to force something and he couldn't force anything out, and the only thing that came out was this, and it's because he had to be truthful, you know. And um, I think it's interesting because a lot of people aren't being truthful in in hip hop, or to me, I feel like a lot of people haven't been in the past, like in the past. Well, I guess where I'm going with this, let me give a little bit of preference preface to it. Um, I'm going to to the point of where hip hop is a very male dominated uh uh genre of music, right? And me- men are always told to take it like a man. Like you can't have feelings, you can't have that. So whenever you do have feelings, and there's always this like machismo thing that's uh, that's uh, that's always out there, right? Like man, suck that shit up. Why do you have feelings? Like people came yeah. at DOS effects when he was singing. People come at uh fucking Drake because he's singing like he's all in his feelings. People like people came at Kanye for eight oh eight and heartbreak. Exactly. Like they come at you for 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 doing things out of the norm, doing things that aren't necessarily like a man. So when you decide to be in touch with your feelings you get ridiculed so i think it's very interesting to see that we're now in a, in a stage of hip-hop where we are self-medicating because we can't we don't know how to express our feelings we don't know how to the only like even 21 savage said uh on on a uh, interview that i don't know how else to deal with the fact of, of what i'm seeing every day in my hood so this is what I'm going to. You don't provide me with it. I don't have health care because I don't have a job because I can't get a job because there's so many things, you know what I mean? So there's this depression that I think that's 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 building, that's built in, that I feel like it's always been building up and then to this point that we have a, a genre of addicts now. And then what we'll talk about on a later episode, KOD by J. Cole, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's things that, like there's progressions that are happening and I feel like, People, I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like I'm just talking. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I mean, I, I definitely feel that. Like, I, I almost didn't want to bring up KOD. I mean, I definitely did listen to it. Um, yeah, we, we'll give we, you guys. We will, we will dive into KOD on the next episode. I promise y'all, mm-hmm. we will get into this shit. And I've already listened to it, and I could give you my take, but I won't. Yeah, don't do Wait it. Wait till the next episode, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. But, uh. It speaks a lot to even what Saba's talking about on his project, 
And I think I think part of what Saba is saying is a little bit more interesting because it is from a more direct um, viewpoint as as opposed to a J. J. Cole in his position now. He's almost from like looking at the top, looking down on all this shit. Mm. Saba's like in the middle looking around. You know what I'm saying? I think Kendrick had that fucking or or, or Ab Soul said that on fucking Section 80. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like or it was Kendrick on Section 80 on the interlude with Absol. There you go. <laughs> it's all right. Sorry. You, you made it there. It you made again. it there. You but made it there. Where he's like, I'm not from the outside looking in. I'm in the it, goddamn center looking around. around right? right. So Saba's in the goddamn center looking around. Yeah. You know, where a J. Cole might be from the outside looking down on it. But they're still seeing the same shit, which is a bunch of kids self-medicating. You know what I'm saying? A bunch of men who are not told or taught how to be men mm-hmm. because their perception of a man is completely skewed and just unrealistic. Um, and right. how they choose to deal with things like depression is really unhealthy and not and not edifying of their themselves or their family or the people around them. And it's like, at some point, you got to be like, yo, bro, I got to help me. Mm-hmm. I got to help my fam. Mm-hmm. And I got to help my friends around me. Right. Like you have to get to a point as a man where it's okay to go to your best friend who's a guy and be like, yo, we can cry together, bro. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Like right. we can we can talk about and not, and this shit, is not dude. to say that women don't go through the same things. But uh, we're just saying that, like, there's more of a stigma when it comes to men. There is. You know what I mean? There's more of a stigma when it comes to men Definitely. that uh, just want to make sure that they don't think that we're trying to say, like, women got it all together. Like, there's no, depression sure, with man. women. I like, mean, you know. I mean, I won't go into body image and all that other shit. Like, yeah, I we mean, don't, I, we gotta go. We ain't got to go there. I had, but, I had one of my guys who recently, you know, uh, lost his mom. You know, and we, we had a really decent, like, long talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I had to just straight up tell him, like, it's okay. Like you can open up. You can, we can cry right now. It's cool. Like I feel exactly how you feel, man. Mm-hmm. You know, like if it's you know if you ever need to talk, if let's you do it. Let some shit out. I'm here for you. I got you. Right. And me and this dude, trust me, we we smoked a ton back in the day. <laughs> like yo, this was my guy, nice. bro. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, we yeah. fucking used to tee up, for sure. right? Mm-hmm. And I had to tell him like, check yourself, bro. Mm-hmm. Don't let that shit rule you. Like, don't fall into that hole. Because when you self-medicate, when you allow yourself to fall into that gap mm-hmm. where you just smoke every time you feel sad or every time you feel like you're about to cry, you stop, you hold the tears in, and you smoke, it just holds that you hold it in, and it builds, and it festers, and it never actually gets dealt with. Right. It's like that fucking... It was a random building. I don't remember where it was. Oh, God. They were doing some construction somewhere, and they found this, like, mummified monkey. What? In the attic of this, like, mall. He he has the most random information. It's random shit, bro. And this mall was (laughs) built in, like, 1930. Random information. I don't don't remember where it was. It was somewhere in Minnesota, I think it was. But anyway, (laughs) it don't matter. So, like, like, I don't want the memory of your mom to be some mummified monkey. In your brain. I got you. Got you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 I want it to be something that is dealt with. I want it to be something that you can uh, face and look at and right. recognize. And I'll just you add- You don't recognize a mummy. Re- mummy don't look nothing like your fucking mm-hmm. mom. You need to look at your mom in the fucking face. Right. And be like, you're gone. I understand that. I recognize it. And understand you got people here who support you. And I'll, I'll just add to that is that like, I think- like I've I'm not going to go into like my whole childhood and all that shit, but I've had a rough t- a go at it, right? So- and I think the one thing that I always tell my girls is that, like, I've always got through it because I had people to talk to and people that didn't judge me for talking to them. And so this is where I think that when we talk about hip hop, like, rappers are talking to their fans they're t- they, because their fans are the ones that are most loyal to them. They're always talking to each other. They're always doing uh, they're always being, you know, just communicating to them, and and I think this is something that Saba did very well. He had he had to get this off his chest. Yes. It ov- obviously hit him really hard because of who this man was to yeah. him. I mean, For he sure. says it's he still obvious. has the obit- uh, obituary in his room, like his wall. he liked yeah. to remind him about life and what it means, and you know what I mean. So, I think, excuse me, not to burp through that, but I just I think it's really important that we all all realize 
start to try and like analyze what you're going through, see what you can do about it, and talk to somebody. Yes. That's that's the that's the, I mean talk to somebody that you trust. If you don't have anybody you can trust, there's people out there that you can call that are anonymous that you could try and and and, and figure that out. And don't self medicate. Uh, I, about the way the uh, cyber approaches, I'll yeah. say that, you know, I like just talking about, you know, what the significance was and mm-hmm. how it made me feel and everything, because it's not like people being dead were was never touched on, is never touching rap. Right, right. It's just, it's definitely a shift. Like, it it's is. not just have, the, have people wearing your shirt in a music video mm-hmm. or just saying like, oh, this one's for my boy, you right, know, right. at the end. Yeah. It's like, I actually feel sad and like, you know, I'm not just out here. You're right. Doing- You're right, bro. It's not just like, hey, man, peace out to my fucking homie who got who died in the streets, bro. You know, the struggle is real. Right. It's like, no, that was my brother. Like, this is like, what he, he meant, meant to me. Something to me. Like, I this is what happened. Him. Like, he died and it fucking hurt. But this is another you thing. Know? He was vulnerable in the stories he told. Yeah. So it wasn't about who John was. It was. Also about what John did to him, was to him to influence him to ex- make and him how he, he was. exactly yeah. how he was vulnerable yeah. before and how he John helped him become who he is today. Like the so, whole prom story, we didn't even talk about that. No, we did a little bit. I I, I went through it, but yeah. Um, so what I think we're gonna do for the end of this one is we're gonna come up with a we're gonna put together a playlist. We have a list of songs here that we didn't go through, but. I'm going to put together a playlist and put it on our Spotify and and so that you guys can actually hear some of your favorite rappers actually go through. We have some that are new, some that are old. I mean, yeah. ranging from Biggie, Tupac to XXXTentacion, like the the one and only. Talking about lost love and exactly. everything in between. Like, exactly. Going through real human shit. Exactly. You love hitting that. Like fucking, <laughs> like fucking dropping a, a cell phone That's a human ass on the fucking... floor. Oh, and there's no cracks on it, motherfucker. Hooray. Anyway, um, Hooray. we love y'all motherfuckers for sticking with us throughout all this shit. We, this is our 61st episode. This is 61? 61. Oh, my God. We have God, three seasons dude. of fucking episodes, my nigga. Like, this is some crazy shit. shit. Um, if you want to listen to some of our past uh, work, if you are a first-timer right now on this, this podcast, go ahead and hit us up. Um... Or not hit us up, but go ahead and take a listen to us. Uh, you can find us at www.throughthecrate.com or you can find us on iTunes, Stitchers, whatever. Stitchers. <laughs> Stitcher, Pocket Cast, blah, 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 blah. All of those things were available on all platforms. Uh, Through the Crate is what uh, you can search for all social media. Um, really appreciate Randy sitting in today. And hey! Lightweight, I know what lightweight up? engineering the session a little bit so I can like actually get in on my shits and shit. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, crrr, I'm just Why kidding. you want your car to be right now? Chill I know. Out. I'm Chill out, out, bro. I'm my shmoney yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, uh, Meg, when you call me, Meg, that's what it kind of sounds like. She's smoking hot. Anyway, um, that's some that's a weird thing that I just did, and we out this motherfucks. Deuces.